0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out. Oh, oh. It's hard to yell when the
1: bad rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them up, bring them out. Bring them up, bring them up. The championship run deep in our vein The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game To us you know around the city doing it better than this Just say look at this, you can look around who better than this Nobody who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers The Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Cowboy. the Titans, the Chickens USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is Man, triple left the new podcast, Just join the game plan Come on. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out Bring them out, bring em out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Brojo.
0: Bonjour, konnichiwa, holo, como esta? Good day, eh? Udenteg. Good day, mate, and what's poppin'? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed your football weekend. We're gonna help you digest it all, make sense of it all, if you will. I got my man Young Vander on with me today. Holla at the people, Young Vander.
2: Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there?
0: And my main man, bro Joe. Holla at the people, bro Joe. What's going on? What's going on? And of course, you know me, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, Zay. Look, we're gonna hit you with your news. We have your legit or quit segment we're also going to talk about several injuries that are going on that are definitely going to be affecting several of your teams we're gonna hop right into it with the news
2: and now your
1: fantasy news
0: so it was a pretty uh injury riddled sunday uh this past weekend uh, with several star players having significant injuries. Um, I guess we'll start with the injury that seems to be the the injury that's going to keep the person out the longest. We have Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, who ended up getting hurt this Sunday, and he is now on season-ending IR. So several people may have to make a pivot from Juju, but it looks like he is out for the season. I wasn't able to see the
2: injury live. I did see when they ran it back. So you can definitely tell he was in a lot of pain as he was uh getting off the field and um man this is definitely uh, unfortunate
1: yeah same here i wasn't able to see it but if i'm him man i, I go test free agency i bet you he would have liked that went to the ravens of kansas city now
0: yeah hindsight is twenty twenty. he he <laughs> he, he he may have fumbled the bag the same way your boy schroeder did <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to get no 84 million from nobody, but, you know, same same scenario. I mean, he yeah. one year older, one more injury. I mean, it's and then people would have had to deal with your childishness anyway. Like like you, I don't know. That may not work out well for him, but all the best of luck to him. Another wide receiver that had an injury, um, Tyreek Hill ended up with a, uh, what seems to be a, a significant knee injury. He already had a shoulder issue going on, but he ended up getting hurt in Last night's game, uh, sometime in late into the fourth quarter, Tyreek Hill is definitely a big name and big point getter in fantasy. So if he misses any in, any time, are we going to see Father Time take a few steps back and Josh Gordon is going to be something? Like I, I hate to go straight from Tyreek Hill's injury straight to talking about another player, but that's the I mean the, the first thing in, in my mind when I see injury, and and it's not to be callous or anything of that nature, but the first thing that that goes to my mind is okay what's the pivot point for this obviously you have travis kelsey but he had a what was labeled as a stinger i don't think that's going to be anything long term but josh gordon could be a thing i mean josh
2: gordon he still has a couple of guys in front of him so i don't necessarily see him jumping right into the car and you know and and being a driver but i think this is a point where the chiefs need to um Look outside the organization. I would definitely give the Cleveland Browns a call and see if I get Odell Beckham. Mm, um, okay, you know that would definitely open up some of those floodgates with with the way these new these defenses are now playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You could definitely see the difference since the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So. I would definitely go outside the organization i don't think josh gordon is the long-term answer
0: well they they are indicating that they aren't really announcing the severity but um he didn't appear to be too banged up towards the end of the game um so hopefully everything works out well with that um unlike tyreek hill uh, saquon barkley i mean he, he it looked like his ankle had a tennis ball on the side of it i actually had an opportunity to see that game and man, when he, when he twisted an ankle, it, it looked like his ankle literally touched the ground. He took off his shoe and immediately that thing was swollen. Now, normally um, with ankle injuries and things of that nature or springs, they blow up the next day. For that thing to blow up that fast and that much, they're already calling it that, that he's probably not going to play for at least a couple weeks. But, but man, and, and I think that's the same ankle that had the high ankle sprain last year. So, I mean, it's it's becoming a thing. And just like I said in the off season and the preseason, he's a stud but it's always something.
2: They hoping it's a minor ankle. You know what I mean? Once I seen it, I was like, okay, here we go again. You know what I'm saying? And the first thing that hit my mind was Joe. I said, damn, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I told you, we told you another uh, unfortunate injury here. I think Saquon definitely need a new change of scenery. I think just, New York just not the place for him.
1: I can't comment. Uh, let's go to the next topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got Daniel Jones. He had a concussion. Um, yeah,
1: that was horrible.
0: They aren't indicating whether or not he's going to be available next week from from the look of things. And again, I saw this game. I, I, I saw him attempt to kind of make it to the sideline and it, it didn't look too good. Whenever you have a head injury and you try to start walking and it's not until you try to start walking that people try to help you, that means you're in bad shape, buddy. And everybody can see it. So that one was kind of scary, e- even more so than the gruesomeness of the ankle um, and things of that nature that we saw. We obviously assumed it was a concussion but i I don't know if i ever saw the official word that he was in protocol uh
2: yeah i did see this one um he was definitely walking like rick flair to the ring man um this concussion looked a little more serious than you know some of the ones we see where guys be out just for the week i don't even miss a game they're back sunday he is in concussion protocol but i think this one could definitely make him miss next week's game because he didn't look like he was just you know seeing stars anything he he, like he, he was like he was stumbling out. out seat, he, he, he was stumbling out the bar at three AM.
1: So right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. If Teddy could play, I think it, it leaves question that he can possibly play. And then look mm-hmm. at Devontae Adams hit too. That hit was brutal, and that dude came back in. But that and wasn't a concussion, though. Himself. Devontae his got hit. Head Devontae head got hit in head.
2: the chest. That was just the wind knocked out of him.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely think Daniel Jones can possibly play. We won't know till Wednesday, and if he practices Friday or Saturday. Through final walkthrough, that'd be a final tell, but yeah, that, that hit look crazy.
0: You have Joe Burrow, who has a throat contusion. Um, so this one was kind of weird I've never heard uh, (laughs) I've never heard this kind of injury before and it's weird because they they, they said that he didn't know anything happened to him until after the game and he couldn't talk Uh, so I don't I don't know what type of a I don't know if there is a turnaround time on this or it's just like you know get some cough drops and some robot touching and get your ass back in practice like I don't know what's going on with this but it it doesn't sound I mean if, if you could finish the game with it it doesn't sound like anything that's gonna be that big of an issue going forward but that's something else to monitor
2: yeah uh he must have got hit in the in the neck like uh denzel did oh boy he got game i mean (laughs) i never see a throat contusion before but uh he was able to finish the game, so I don't think this is anything to really worry about.
1: Right. It's, it's really minor. You know, I, I never heard of the injury either, but they, they said it was pretty minor. He definitely going to play next week.
0: And as we are speaking, breaking news, I just got an alert that says Saquon could miss two to four weeks. If I'm the Giants, I probably err on the side of caution saying it's how he wasn't 100% healthy anyway and go closer to that four-week time span. But for that matter, if they already know they ain't going to pay the man next year, they might get him back in in two weeks, so who knows? You also have our same team, Kenny Galladay, is dealing with a knee injury, so he had the hammy, now he has a knee injury, and not only does he have all that, but he also has Kadarius Tony breathing down his throat the rookie, um, he had a career game, uh, but then he ended up getting ejected for throwing a punch at somebody with a helmet on. I never understand the logic of you throwing your fragile hand that you make money with at someone's helmet. That right. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. But at any rate, he had 13 targets, caught 10 of those 13s for 189 yards. I mean, he was on fire. I'm not exactly sure what the disconnect is between Kenny Galladay. And Daniel Jones, that disconnect, coupled with the fact that Kadarius Tony is uh, seemingly um, going to be a favorite target, may may not bode well for the Kenny Galladay owners. But um, he does have a knee injury. And I will know a little bit more about the severity of that knee injury as we go into the week. You also have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who ended up getting injured. Kansas City had a, a really rough night. They lost a couple of uh, key players. On top of that, they lost the game. It's one of those one of those nights that you wish you could hit the reset button on like it was a PlayStation or something. I mean, <laughs> they just they got their ass handed to them.
2: I think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire injury is a little more... Something to look at. He was uh, visibly upset about his injury, and that's usually not a good thing. As far as a Galladay injury, I-, I told y'all guys, man, I- I'm just not feeling the kid. Uh, Kadarius Tony, a lot of his targets was heavily put on him by Mike Glennon. So, again, you know, you always have those backup quarterbacks that has more of yeah. a rapport with the guys that's at the bottom of the roster with them in practice. So, true. that's something to uh, look at. If Mike Glennon was the starter this week, Tony would definitely probably be a, f- a nice flex play. He's not looking at any kind of suspension, or anything, even for throwing his punch. So as long as those receivers in front of him are out of the game, I definitely like Kadarius Tony moving forward.
1: De- like Galladay is just a waste of money, man. What we four years, 72 million dollars? And- <laughs> yep. Damn. I don't know, like like y'all alluded to, uh, especially with Slayton and Shepard poised to come back, and Tooney doing what he just did. I don't even think Galladay, like hit you. You didn't have an off with Daniel Jones. Y'all didn't get off to the right start. Y'all got on the right start last week, and now you hurt. It don't sound like I'm over him. I'm fading him hard after that.
2: Real quick, it's funny, man. Look like the Chiefs are in danger of not making the playoffs, man, and that's crazy.
0: I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them as being the same goliath as years past that they just something about it is just off and i'm not exactly sure what to label it as i mean you have the quarterback that you need you have the tight end that you need you can piece together your running game as much as most other teams could you have a decent receiving core and you have a top end receiver maybe they need that 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 slot guy that moved the chain guy that normally um you know that's normally what Kelsey does for him, but maybe they need a wide receiver that's going to be able to do the same type of a deal. But they, they just don't quite look the same to me this year.
2: Losing Damian Williams was.
0: Now you can that see. That was major. Yeah. Major. As far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned, they're looking like they may actually be the team to beat. I mean, now I know Arizona's undefeated, like, granted, but looking at Buffalo's defense and they can pretty much. Go toe to toe offensively with just about anybody. I mean, m- maybe Buffalo might be that might be that team this year. Yeah, without question.
1: Um, they DBs, especially what Levi Wallace. Um, obviously, Tre'Davious White, and then they have a nice uh, secondary with Poyer and uh, my dude High. Like, they got the best back in you know, DBs, I think, in the league right now. Like, that's it's just crazy how they can cover so much ground. And I think it's a copycat league. You see how Wallet got shut down. Kelsey's been held in check. Tyree's been held in check. It's just a copycat league. And a lot of people are learning how to put the clamps on people. And it's just showing, yeah.
2: Indeed, indeed. You know, Tom Brady, he was spotted, you know, with his hand in ice during the game uh oh um so he he did hit his uh i did see he hit his hand on on someone's helmet after a throw he Um, needed that
0: ice because his hand was on fire i mean that man he
2: he (laughs) it actually was his thumb injury but Mm, okay i I think he'd be fine moving forward because he did finish the game
0: through like five touchdowns or something so how are you 44 in having games that are better than any game you've ever played in that's crazy. Like, th- I mean, that is that is legitimately otherworldly. Like, that 44?
1: But, you know, I think it's more vindictive of Aaron uh, Aaron's uh, offense because he tried it before with Carson Palmer. He tried to do it with so many other quarterbacks, and it didn't work. But now we're seeing the full effect. Oh, Kurt Warner obviously paid in his offense too. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing, like, the full effect of what it can do. Like, this, this vertical game is sick, man. Leftwood's about to be a head coach after this season.
2: But the thing also about this um, new offense, it's not—you could tell—it's not quite Arians. It's definitely a mix.
0: Yeah, Um, I definitely
2: seen going into the Super Bowl. It seemed like he said, "Hey, man, I'm 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 taking here. I got McDaniel's playbook. Look at this. What you think about this one? You know what I mean?" So you could definitely see a mix of some of the things that Tom would like to do himself personally, and some of the things that Arians like to do. So it's a it's a perfect mix of of offensive play calling
0: by uh Byron Leftwich.
1: They nasty, man. Geo went off, too. That was crazy.
0: And that about wraps up your news. We're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of legit or quick. All right, legit or quit. This is the segment that we go over some of your outliers if you will, maybe for the week, maybe for thus far into the season, and we give our opinions whether or not this particular player or players are going to be able to continue down their current trend or if it's likely to change sometime in the very near future. So, first up on legit or quit, Davis Mills threw for 300 in 12 yards in three touchdowns against the Bill Belichick vaunted New England Patriots defense. As I've said several times previous this season, normally with Bill Belichick, Fangio, coaches of that elk, when you have a rookie quarterback coming down the pike, fire up that defense because it's going to be a difficult outing for that rookie quarterback. Not so much for Mr. Davis Mills. So my question is, is Mills legit? And the Texans may have found themselves a diamond in the rough and now all these picks that they're looking to get for uh, Watson and that they've accumulated they're actually going to be able to build around Mills or is he a band-aid for this season and they're still going to try to use some of the, the picks that they're gathering to find them a QB of the future. Davis Mills now that he's getting his feet under him he's looking pretty good.
2: Hell to the no, to the <laughs> no, no no. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. He's not legit. I watched this game and if you see someone touchdown pass that he threw these were just plays made by the receiver I mean okay. a lot of these balls oh, were yeah. short a lot of these balls were short the receiver stopped came back to the ball catch it made a move and did take it to the house did it a couple times this game so still not pretty balls man he's definitely not no one for the future so Houston Texan fans please don't think up oh, Bob McNair the McNair family whoever this is not the new guy for your uh your, your franchise he really is on the bench the guy you should have in the game but no th- he's not even a. F- he's just there i don't know if you want to call it a band-aid he's not even really a band-aid he's just some tissue you wrap around the cut real quick and you can still see the blood <laughs> you can still see the blood coming through yeah that that's who david mills is so nah
0: toilet paper and duct tape huh
2: right
0: <laughs> We have Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara had 16 rushing attempts, 71 yards, uh, one rushing TD. He had eight targets. He was able to catch five of those eight targets with 51 receiving yards and a receiving TD. So there's been some struggle amongst the Saints. Uh, This week was one of those weeks where everyone was kind of – well, not everyone, but several players were able to get right. Jameis Winston, four TDs. Um, He was 15 to 30 for 279 yards as far as the quarterback was concerned. And I don't have uh, Deontay Harris's numbers, but I also want to throw out there whether or not he may be some um, a sneaky pickup that no one's thinking about based on the fact that he seems to be the go to receiver, not Callaway, that we were thinking it was going to be um in the draft season and in the beginning of the year so um kamara had a big day james had a big day deontay harris had a big day the saints in general had a pretty big day um what do we think about these players in particular and what do we think about the saints legit or quit? well you know callaway actually did have a good day he had uh four balls 85
2: yards and two touchdowns so he had a pretty pretty solid day um man this is a, this is a pretty tough one um Watching the Saints play, you you could definitely see he has no talent at receiver. Like Deontay, he's do you know, he'd catch a bomb here and there. Callaway a catch he caught a, a Hail Mary catch. Um a lot of these balls are just fifty fifty balls, they're throwing it up. Um but you could definitely see Jameis, he's not playing with a lot of talent at a receiver. Uh so I don't I'm not saying they're legit. I'm gonna say they're not legit. Um this is not a playoff team or anything like that. They definitely just get Camaro. They need to just run Camaro on the ground. He definitely to get that McCaffrey love that he was getting a couple years ago and just let him get 30 touches a game because the receivers, they're, they're, they're trash.
1: I'm actually buying it uh, with Jameis, especially if he's able to get Mike Thomas, who appears to be more than ahead of schedule. So coming off of IR, he should be able to start the following week thereafter, and I think that's a big proponent to what they can do. Like I said, I don't trust his receivers as it stands now. Traquan Smith is a big letdown, but I think Winston is getting comfortable with being a starter, and that's pretty dangerous. Though, I, I got to say and be honest, the Redskins' defense has been lackluster. I, I think they're only trending up, especially if you get Mike, Mike Thomas back. We have
0: Joe Mixon, who was questionable to play most of the week, and it was a question of whether or not his low-grade ankle injury was even going to allow him to play this week. He got in. He was able to get a little bit of work in. We could tell that it was definitely not the full workload that he was getting for most of the season thus far. But Joe Mixon ended up with 10 carries, uh, 33 yards, and a touchdown. So, if if you were counting on Joe Mixon, he didn't he didn't disappoint you. But uh, it wasn't an overzealous day for sure with Joe Mixon. Uh, right now, leading into this week, he was one of the best rushing running backs that were out there. And I know in standard leagues, uh, for those standard leagues out there, uh, touchdowns and rushing yards they they fit the bill. That that's that's everything that you're looking for. So, do we believe? that Mixon is going to be able to uh, get it out this season and um, it, it be one of those seasons where he misses that one or two games or is it going to end up being like last year where you're more disappointed than not with his weekly output? Is he legit right now or is it likely to quit?
2: Man, I guess he's legit due to the volume he probably be going to receive.
0: Uh, Cincinnati, I mean,
2: being able... Being that he was able to come out and play this week is a pretty good sign that he's, you know, pretty much okay moving forward. So I'm gonna say he's legit due to the volume he getting, but he's not really having that crazy of a season. I mean, he only rushed for 100
0: yards only once this year. The funny thing about it is there really aren't too many running backs that are having crazy seasons. Right, right. So, if he's like number three or number four in rushing. And like you said, he's not having that crazy of a season. The, right. the running back position as a whole is kind of, unless you have one of those high-volume receiver-type running backs, you're in a PPR-type situation. But if you're in standard, it's really touchdown down a bus this year.
2: For sure. But that's how, how people kind of getting kind of fooled by it. The numbers and you know and i'm a type i'm a numbers guy i love numbers in this situation it's like oh well he's he's up there in russian but no one is doing anything in russian but derrick henry you know what i mean so right fact it right. kind oh, of makes
1: i can't sleep up on my man chubb. well
2: chubb is doing well too but he's not really getting in the end zone that much but what i'm saying is when it comes to mixing if you look at the numbers be like oh he's up there in russian but it's not really don't it's not really much you know what i mean it don't really look like anything but best of the
0: last situation
2: right but definitely with the volume i definitely say he's legit due to that
1: i honestly think it's a quit with him for all the reasons we just named it's not him as a player but zach taylor just it seemed like he puts him in all his running backs in the worst situations to be unsuccessful We all know the talent mix and possess, but it's not about talent and fantasy. And I think we're going to see a lot of these under 100-yard games and then these hit-or-miss touchdown games. He's touchdown-dependent right now When when his talent is way more than that. We've seen him amass way more, but no, he's a quit right now have yeah, DJ Moore, who had his lowest output
0: of the season so far, he was only targeted seven times, which is also the lowest amount of targets that he's received in any game this season. He had five receptions for forty-two yards, no touchdowns. He had one rushing attempt for minus four yards. So, DJ Moore, is he going into a bit of a slump, or is he likely to be right back to where he normally is next week? Oh no, uh,
2: this is—he's—he's he's definitely. The guy you thought he was. Um, So don't let this one game fool you guys. I mean, quiet is kept, man. The Philadelphia Eagles have been playing receivers pretty well this year. I mean, uh, even C.D. Lamb went in there, only had three catches for 66 yards. You know what I'm saying? Some of the the teams they've been facing wide receiver-wise, they've been holding pretty well. So I think it's just one of those games as far as the matchup. And he's definitely legit. Do not trade this guy. Do not move this guy. You keep this guy on your team, man. You play him moving forward like any other week.
1: I won't play him uh, next week coming up against the Vikings, but I agree. He, I just think it's it's really game script, and I think uh, with Darnell per se, they just played a great game. They just got in his face a lot. They really came at the A gap and the C gap and just made him make throws that we didn't see him make this season. But it had nothing to do with DJ. DJ still going cooking. Not next week is the Vikings, but he about to have a a stellar season this year.
0: I'm not scared of the Vikings. At any rate, you also have on the same team, the quarterback, Sam Darnold, finally showed the, uh, I guess, chink in his armor, if you will. Uh, He had three interceptions in this game. Prior to, he was looking like a possible MVP candidate. I mean, this dude was on fire. Do we believe he's going to go back to being what he was the first few games of the season or the Sam Darnold that we know and love, you know, starting to rear his ugly head?
2: I think he'd be fine. Again, I think it was just the matchup. He has some really good ones coming up in the near future, so I, I definitely would keep Sam Darnold around if you have him on your team. And I think I'm still put him on the legit category. I think he fits this Joe Brady offense like a glove, and uh, I think he'd be fine moving forward.
1: Yeah, he's legit. As soon as you get McCaffrey back, I think that's the big catalyst to the offense. That's it. That's all he needs. McCaffrey, he good.
0: And another name that people may still be sleeping on, but is having a surprising season, Mr. DeAndre Swift. In this past game, he had uh, 11 rushing attempts. Ended up 51 yards there, but with a rushing touchdown. More impressively, 6 of 6 targets and reception. Uh, This is the second game this year where he had a perfect uh, receiving game, and he's seems to be the team's second target. He had 53 yards receiving, so all in all, he ended up with over 100 yards and a touchdown. This is a guy, regardless of whether you're in a PPR league or if you're in the standard league, he has a high floor based on the fact that even if he doesn't have a stellar receiving or rushing game, in its totality, he's going to end up with more scrimmage yards than most of the other running backs that you have access to that same logic would indicate that he's might be one of the guys that if you're in running back trouble you may want to go after because people might not necessarily charge you as much as his production would say he should cost as far as deandre swift is concerned do we think he is going to continue trucking right along or do we think that it's a quick uh this and the funny thing about deandre he's not running
2: the ball particularly well this year but like you said, man, he remind me of somebody like a Mitch Richmond in basketball. You know, <laughs> you have these certain players where you watch the game, you like, okay, all right. And do you look at the box score and you're like, damn, yep. I didn't know he had 28 points. Like, yep. and that's what DeAndre Swift is doing right now. Like, he's definitely getting you 100 yards total. Like, you can you can go ahead and stamp that 10 points right there and then everything else is going to come behind it. But it doesn't look sexy. The way he's playing is not what I envisioned for him. I thought it's going to be, a, you know, somebody that run the ball a lot more, but he's catching the ball very well. and. I definitely think he's legit moving forward, though, for sure. You definitely need to get this guy if you can.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I really I, I really like him to Kamara. I don't I don't think I said it on this right. show, but in conversations past, like that's the main thing I see out of him is Kamara. And I think his skill set really bodes well for him to get even better. But he's doing this with a groin injury that going back to even, not even preseason, but even before that. So he's doing remarkably well. And it goes to what they were saying about getting him the ball even more. I think, you know, as their offensive line get healthy as they continue to build around him, I can only imagine if they had a stud-wide receiver what his numbers would look like right now.
0: I'm going to ask you guys a question right quick. Picture in your mind's eye all of the Jaguars' pass catchers. Give you a second to kind of get that together. All right, so with the Jaguars' pass catchers and kind of having an idea of their skill set, who do you think should probably be the most targeted and most likely to have the most catches of the Jaguars' pass catchers.
2: Me personally, man, I say Marvin Jones. Okay, Joe, don't say Chanute, please. I'm tired of it.
1: I think that's that's that's. Who's your? I think that's what you're <laughs> gonna get to in a second. Maybe Marvin Jones. Marvin
0: Jones. Okay. So would it surprise you that Mister Dan Arnold, the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars? had a total of eight targets and a total of six receptions, which dwarfed both LaViscus Chenault and Marvin Jones, who had extremely quiet games. Dan Arnold ended up with 64 yards. Um, He ended up losing a fumble as well. They really didn't have, quote unquote, a star receiver, but he was what they had. Um, I think Urban Myers understanding the value now of Mr. James Robinson, the running back, and and we see him um, having an uptick. I don't know how this team is going to survive with a Darren Arnold who's fresh off the boat. Um, He just got there, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that, from the Panthers. This guy is now your go-to pass catcher. That says a lot about what you got on that depth chart right now. So, uh, What do you guys think about the current situation of the Jaguars, is it likely that the trajectory that Trevor Lawrence is on with his pass catchers is it legit, and we see him continuing to kind of go in an upward direction, or is this a prelude to the inevitable fall?
2: Man, this this team right here is going to just be in the lottery, maybe looking for the first pick in the draft next year again. Um, I definitely think the coach is learning that you know you definitely need to run the game in this league they're not all there there's something missing and with everything that came out with their head coach as a recent I'm not sure if the players are even behind this guy um,
1: I don't even think he he want to be there <laughs> yeah
2: and, and and the crazy thing about when he was mic'd up he was talking to one of the coaches he was like man in the NFL it's like you play Alabama every week yeah you're right this is the NFL you know what I'm saying everyone's good and I think he he, he definitely seen like man you know this ain't I, I don't think I'm cut out for this
0: and it didn't help that instead of flying home with the team, he decided to spend the night in Cincinnati and ended up getting caught up in a bar somewhere. You know, perusing with the, the the local, um, the local talent, stress. <laughs> stress. <laughs> That boy's boy stress. Yeah, that, that, uh, it's a little bit different, um uh, when you're in the NFL than it is in college. Cause I'm sure that's a bar that he went to, um, uh, when he was the coach at Ohio state all mm. the time and yep. never got no pictures out there, never had no videos. Now, all of a sudden you, you decide, you know, you just gonna. You, you, you're going to get your morale boosted uh, by going to this particular nightclub or seeing this particular young lady. Yeah, you you got a whole lot going on, bro. I know he hoped that it's a road stretch coming up because he don't want to go home. I can promise you that. That man does not want to walk in that front door. And and I hope they don't have a bye week coming up anytime soon because he about to hear it.
1: <laughs> no, real talk. And I and honestly think I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine in the future. But like I said, it, it's a dud this year. You would have hoped dj shark would do what he's supposed to do his connection like you know a, a tight end is always a, a rookie's best friend so i can see that daniel arnold connection but also tennessee doesn't play well against tight ends anyway so yeah i think he's a they whole offense is a dud
0: we have hunter henry for the new england patriots and there's a little i would say there's a trend going here with these tight ends but hunter henry led the Patriots as far as a pass catcher is concerned. He was six for seven targets, uh, 75 yards, and a touchdown, and none of the other pass catchers came close. He's he's somewhat starting to separate himself definitely as the go-to tight end, but also as being one of Mac Jones' favorite targets. Also in this game, you have Ramondre Stevenson, and this was definitely by virtue of necessity. Bill Belichick, once once he has a thing in his head about you, it just it kind of sticks. But due to Damian Harris having a chest injury, um, which we forgot to talk about in the news, but Damian Harris had a chest injury. Not exactly sure if he's day-to-day, week-to-week. Not an update on him yet, but Ramondre Stevenson, the New England Patriots running back had 11 carries for only 23 yards. So not exactly hitting on all cylinders there. Uh, the Patriots were still able to get it out, have a uh, have a comeback Going up against Houston, I don't know how, how much confidence that gives me and my team right now that we had to have a comeback win against Houston. But Hunter Henry is is looking like he's going to be one of the main targets. Do we see this just being a a, a one-week outlier, or do we think that Hunter Henry may be a thing with Mac Jones going forward? Legit, or is it likely to quit?
2: No, I think this is a legit thing to monitor and watch. Uh, you definitely can see in the last three games, you can see the the comfort the chemistry building between these two guys he definitely looked like the better of the two tight ends like you said uh he just came off an eight target game last week was four uh five targets and the game before that was six targets so he's definitely getting some looks and he caught two touchdowns uh, one this week and one last week i think there's a chemistry building there and um i think this is uh, legit for
1: sure you thought when they gave john all that money because he got more money obviously than henry he'll be the the lead tight end but no Henry so he always was a great piece and with the Chargers. He just never could stay healthy, and I'm glad he able to put it together. In football news though, Max Williams is feared to have a season-ending knee injury.
0: Oh, so, he looked hurt yeah. on that sideline too. Dang, and
1: He was going to be a big target for the Cardinals, so that's, yeah. that's going to be a blow.
0: Time to pivot if you have him. Maybe Hunter Henry is still out on your waiver wire if you had uh, Max oh. as your guy. We also have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had 14 carries for 103 yards, five targets, caught four of them, only six receiving yards, Um, but this is his best outing as far as rushing output is concerned. The only thing that he was missing is a few more receiving yards and a touchdown for this to have been a, a really big game, but Aaron Jones is his rushing ability likely now and, and this is just speaking on the, the rushing part of it because he normally gets the touchdowns and the and the receiving yards. But do we think that him being somewhere in the neighborhood of that hundred yards is that happenstance? Or do we think that this may be a thing going forward? Is it legit or is his rushing ability likely to quit?
2: Um, I think his rushing ability is still, you know, good. Um, but one thing I am seeing in the A.J. Dillon is getting a little more love. He's getting a lot more touches. I don't know if you pay attention to that. This guy got 12, 12 touches yesterday. Aaron Jones got 18. So I think, Yeah, so it, 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 the gap is kind of closing. I still think Aaron Jones is legit runner and pass catcher. The only thing that concerns me is the amount of touches he's not receiving.
0: When it comes to him, yeah, that will definitely be something to monitor, especially if you are an Aaron Jones owner in all likelihood, though. And in all honesty, I like that A.J. Dillon's touches are increasing because we got to remember Aaron uh, Aaron Jones was the number two guy in fantasy when Jamal Williams was there and was getting about the amount of touches that A.J. Dillon is starting to get Um, Aaron Jones isn't one of those guys that needs the volume. What he needs is to be fresh and to be able to just pop off and get in front of your linebackers. And once he's in front of them, they're not going to catch him. So I don't see it as much as a vote of unconfidence Jones's way as I see it as being a vote of confidence. If you have Dylan, that if something were to happen with Jones, that you might have someone that you can throw out there, just depending on what your other options are. Another rookie that um, showed improved yesterday, we had Mr. Kyle Pitts, who had, 10 targets, which was a season high. He actually had nine targets last week. His amount of receptions, though, he caught nine of those 10. The previous Mm -hmm. week, he only caught four out of the nine. Mm -hmm. He has 119 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Is this a product of Gage and Ridley not being there? Or is this a, a come out for Pitts, who we know is a highly talented and touted tight end um, rookie? But normally it does take, you know, rookie tight ends a little bit of time to get there. So for sure, do we think he's legit or is this just a, a circumstance based on who wasn't there?
2: I think it was a circumstance based on who wasn't there. Um, it was plenty of targets to go around yesterday. So he was able to get those double digit targets. I like Kyle Pitts. I see them making an effort to try to get him the ball. I don't think they have the right coordinator in that system for the plays that they have on that team. If you kind of follow me. Yeah, I don't like the coordinator they have. So Kyle Pitts is no more than uh, Dan Arnold, okay. if you will, when it comes to, you know, fantasy production. Once Ridley and Gage get back. So don't don't go out there and think, oh, it's it's going down. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I think I think they're going to have those those rookie vo- uh, woes um, that most of them do.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. It's more so the rookie woes, more so, like you said, the, the previous point that the coaching. Like I would think Arthur Smith coming over there, he going to be a Houdini, mastermind this kid, use him like a, a Waller type. Like you said, it's all circumstance, but it's not his fault. It's more so, like you said, the offensive coordinator asked.
0: Same game, opposite circumstance, Mr. Matt Ryan. Had 342 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. In previous games, he didn't come close to that stat line, and he had less to work with in this game. The Jets, this was the first game that they gave up a touchdown to a wide receiver. They were locking down wide receivers. Is this a all things will go and signs are pointing up as far as Matt Ryan is concerned, seeing as how he's going to get weapons back. And he was able to pull this rabbit out of his hat pretty much two pass catchers. Or is this, again, just a happenstance? Um, Is Matt Ryan going to be legit or likely to quit?
2: Uh, Likely to quit. I mean, (laughs) uh, number one, yeah, you know, Jets been playing well. I get that part. But they was in London. And I don't know if y'all know this, man. You know, things be so weird in London. You know what I mean? So – Nah, it just and a, going
0: against a rookie on the right, other side it, in it, London. It, all right.
2: It's just circumstances. He was able to have a good game. He still got Carolina coming up. He got the Saints coming up. He got New England coming up. He got Tampa Bay coming up. He got Dallas coming up. So nah. Don't don't think that this is things to come. He got some really good defenses coming up. And I think he'll go back to his uh, you know, normal ways.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like for all those reasons. Rookie quarterback. The defense played marginal, but it really, Zach Wilson really helped the Falcons this week. There's no way around it. Like if he played like how he played with Tennessee, it, they would have beat them handedly. So yeah, it was just a one-week thing. I like Manny Ice, but no. And a couple players from the
0: last team that we'll be discussing. We brought this up on the previous show and told you to go grab this guy, but Mr. Dawson Knox. Now leads the NFL amongst tight ends as far as touchdowns is concerned. On last evening, he ended up with 117 yards on four targets. Um, So he got that 117 yards off of three receptions. And he's a tight end. Um, He also got a receiving touchdown. Uh, So Dawson Knox is continuing his tear through the season. Do we think that this is legit or do we think that this is going to quit?
2: Legit, legit, legit. This is definitely legit. I mean, yeah, he only had three receptions but those three exceptions led the team also <laughs> so it's not like some guy on the team <laughs> that also led the team so him and uh josh allen man you, you definitely see that chemistry building is there this is a legit guy um he was available on some waivers within the last couple of weeks maybe yeah, not absolutely. so maybe not so much right now people probably starting to pay attention
0: um, but, but i think a lot of people that may have picked them up off of waivers may get kind of cute and think that they picked up someone who they should get rid of really quickly before for, for everything kind of goes to shit with him. Well, but I think me, you can capitalize on that, though. For
2: sure, but I would do it another way. If, um, say, for instance, you had one of these stud tight ends, you had a Kittle, you sure. had a, a Darren Waller, and you was able to pick up a Knox, I would move that person and get me and fill another position on my team and just roll with Knox. Uh, you definitely could take a Darren Waller and move him and probably bring back something a lot more legit. You know what I mean? People going to look at that name. And you make him bring back another receiver or maybe bring back a a second running back, whatever your team may need, and just roll with, with Knox at the tight end.
0: That's what I would do. And we also have Emmanuel Sanders. This guy is really becoming a number one wide receiver. He tied the high reception mark total uh, for Buffalo. He had five targets, three reception. He only had 54 yards, but had two touchdowns. So this is his second two touchdown game. Um, and he seems to be coming a, a staple in that offense. So do we think that Emmanuel Sanders is likely uh, to be legit or quit? I think he's yeah. legit for
2: what he does. Um, it just seems like I wouldn't call him the red zone target, but it seems like when they're down there, he's a red zone guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't had the stature or he puts you in the mind of any kind of red zone guy. But when they get towards the end zone, man, Allen's definitely looking for this guy. So it's not like he's going to get a ton of yards, but he's definitely – he's all he does is catch touchdowns.
1: Yeah, agree. I think Sanders – I'm surprised he the New Orleans let him go. But he's he just so route savvy, and he just knows how to play off of coverage, find a soft spot. But within the 10 yards, I don't see many, you know, other than elite receivers get it done inside the 10. Like how he just how he runs routes is amazing. Like is it's ridiculous. I think he's gonna stay on the route he is now where he where he's playing. Considering his targets, he's getting the game. And the last thing that
0: I want to do is go over Thursday's matchup because we tend to record on Thursday, but the show doesn't get out normally until Friday. So then it's a day late and a dollar short for the the people who had fantasy options in that midweek game. This week is going to be Tampa Bay versus Philly. and Right now, Philly is a 7-point underdog. Shout out to Jay Boogie. I'm going to know if you listen to the show or not because you've been complaining about a shout out every time I talk about Tampa Bay. I'm going to know <laughs> with that being said. Tampa Bay versus Philly. How do we see this one turning out? Vandy, you were just saying a couple of minutes ago that Philly has been able to clamp down on the, um, that Philly's been able to kind of clamp down on wide receivers. So do we think that this may be another one of those low scoring affairs and how uh, Tampa Bay's main game is passing or they're going to be able to carve them up?
2: Uh, I definitely think this may be a game um, a little ugly. Uh, it's a short week and I, running backs tend to do a little better I think in the shorter week. I think you may see a little more uh, Rojo, a little more Fournette. I definitely can see the Philadelphia Eagles slowing up the receivers a little bit because they've been doing well against you know some really good ones that's been coming in. You know, C.D. Lamb, Amari uh, Cooper only had like 23 yards receiving. You know what I mean? So I definitely think the run game probably gonna be more of uh emphasis
1: uh with Tampa um, Bay. I don't think Philly's been playing well against receivers other than the fact of where their opposition's been. Cowboys haven't needed to pass the ball because they had Pollard and Zeke doing what they needed to do. But the Panthers is relatively simple. No com- no uh C Mac, they did like I said, A gap, C gap, and they just got him off platform and making, you know, poor choices as far as his uh pass selection. But Brady Brady just went against the Dolphins, who have the top cornerbacks, who, who I thought were the top cornerbacks, and they just went off. AB about to go crazy. I do think this is a nice Geo game uh, as well. And that about wraps up the show
0: for today. We are at fantasy FantasyFootballFiend, F-E-I-N, at gmail.com. For Twitter, at Fantasy underscore Fiend, IG, fantasy Football fiend, and on Facebook, the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. And again, if you like what you hear, if you are able to download the episodes, go ahead and follow us as well, or subscribe, if you will, depending on what app you're on. Uh, That definitely helps us out a lot and to make sure that whenever we get a new show out, you are one of the first to be able to hear it. So again, we definitely appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. Uh, We definitely appreciate being one of the fastest growing fantasy shows on the air right now. So that's all about you guys. We definitely appreciate the love. We're going to keep bringing the heat. Outside of that, we out.